0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Blaze Experience, episode number 47. This is an episode about Fallout 76 beta, and we're going to talk about the beta, a little bit about the game, and just kind of where the franchise has come, and a little bit about the franchise as a whole. So I do have a sort of, you know, what I'm calling a Fallout expert on today with me. Um, But before we get into that, we're going to talk about a quick couple of news items. Our next podcast will be on State of Decay 2. That'll be on Saturday. Our next stream will probably be um, on Thursday. We're going to try and do a little bit of the Fallout beta. Uh, the Fallout beta goes from 2 to 8 on Thursday, Eastern Time. So I'm going to try and do like 2 to 4 and um, see if I can do a quick stream of it and, you know, get some impressions there. But that will be um, basically tomorrow after you hear this episode. This episode's going to come out on a Wednesday, so that'll be tomorrow for everyone hearing this. But without further ado, I do have a guest on with me today. He is a Twitch streamer. He's someone that I watch uh, a lot late at night, because he plays a lot late at night. He streams a lot of different games, and he's definitely someone that is very passionate and very professional about his streaming. Please welcome to the podcast, Sarkov. Hello. How are you today?
1: Doing good, Blaze. How are you?
0: Pretty good. Thank you for joining me today. And also, thank you for giving me a beta code, because without you, I wouldn't be able to play it at all.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Glad I could help out. I gave, I've been giving keys that round a lot to a lot of different people, so... Hopefully uh, they all got to test out the game say, sorry, you know, you didn't get the much test time in yet.
0: That's okay. I mean, I, I still watched some videos. You know, I still watched you stream it a little bit. I watched Sizzle stream it. So, you know, I, I saw some different streams and I think I got a little bit of my feet wet with it. So it helps. <laughs> but do you want to tell people a little bit about your stream and, you know, what you do on your stream and kind of what you uh, like to strive for?
1: Well, you know, I'm a I'm a YouTube partner and a Twitch streamer, so I'm kind of mixed between the two of them right now. I've been a I started streaming probably back in 2014, and I was mostly on YouTube and I only switched over I only joined Twitch really in March of this year. Um let's see, on Twitch I've successfully made it to the rank where I could become an affiliate, but I'm holding out for partner there because um, I don't want to be blocked from streaming on YouTube at the same time right now. Uh, I I stream a variety of different games. I do MMORPGs, first-person shooters, action, survival games. Some of my favorite games are obviously the Fallout and Elder Scrolls series, the State of Decay 1 and 2, Ark Survival Evolved, and Seven Days to Die. And my streams revolve around me playing games with most of the time
0: with my viewers or interacting with those that like to watch or even competing with screw loose in our competition as well oh yeah there you go <laughs> you know if anyone didn't uh, hear that earlier you know sarkoth and screw loose were the undead trials winners in the duo so congrats again on that thank you thank you very much couldn't couldn't have done it without my partner screw loose you know yeah you guys definitely worked a lot very well together and uh, i was definitely impressed so thanks <laughs> No problem. But yeah, I mean, you're definitely a great streamer. I think people should definitely check you out. I try to check you out as much as I can on my lunches. Unfortunately, I work overnight, so I can't check you out a lot, but I try to check you out at lunch. I see you all the time, though, so I know you're hanging out. I appreciate appreciate that. (laughs) No problem. But have you played a lot of the other Fallout games? Have you played every Fallout game, or has it just been the last couple for you? Uh, let's see. I started
1: in Fallout 3. One of my coworkers, Jerry, told me about it, and I tried it out. And I was like, oh, this is just like Elder Scrolls, but um, in a future apocalyptic world. I was like, well, this is definitely now my alley. Because I've been a big fan of like all the Elder Scrolls games since they started coming out in the beginning. But I missed the first few Fallouts. So now with uh, Fallout though, I so I started with three, did all the DLCs, played through them. I don't even know how many hours I put into Fallout three. Fallout four though, I went over probably around six hundred hours into that. Um that's I know a good amount. Some, <laughs> that's a good amount, but there's some people out there that did like three thousand plus and they they definitely dominate. I can't I mean I like to play a lot of games and I can't stay on one game too long. But, uh, but Fallout definitely kept me entertained for a long time. And, um, when it first came out, it was what brought me, like, I was in between, like, where I wasn't streaming that often, and it really brought me back to streaming a lot. I streamed every day for three and a half months, doing nothing but Fallout 4 every day. And, um. Oh, wow. Was, That's a lot. And I got, I, I felt like I got a, a bit of a presence at the time up on YouTube, and, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun, though. I mean, I met a lot of different people that are, like, always are coming back, when are you going to be playing Fallout again and stuff, so um, <laughs> they they don't forget, and now that I'm right. playing Fallout 76, they've been coming out of the woodwork, waiting for me to, like, you know, looking at every one of my streams for the Fallout 76, so it's been pretty cool.
0: No, that's really cool, though, and that's good that, you know, people are coming back like that, and they actually remembered you played Fallout that long, so that, that's yeah. nice. And for me, I mean, I think I'm a little bit of the opposite, I try out less games, but I just, you know, go in-depth into the games I do try out. So, like, I won't try out a ton of games throughout the year, but the ones I do try out, I try out a lot. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I gotcha. So, that, that's kind of more what I try to do, but, um, you know, Fallout it definitely um looks like a good franchise. It's a franchise I haven't really gotten into a lot before, so... For someone that's um, new to the franchise, like myself or anyone else listening, what can they kind of expect in a Fallout title? Like, not specifically Fallout 76, but just in a Fallout title in general? Uh, well, in
1: the majority of the Fallout games, I'd say the the best thing I love about them is the open world, where you could pretty much, like, you don't have to follow a specific quest line. You don't have to do, you're not required to do it. If you want to continue the story... Then you can go back to it whenever you want to. Otherwise, there's always something around like, you know, there's, it's in a, a a world where you get to experience at your own pace and progress in it in the way you want to. Like, one of the great things about Fallout 4 was that they added in settlements where you could do base building. And it was, it was great. I mean, it would provide, although it was very time consuming because once you build a base, then you have to constantly go back and protect it and defend it. There was, I mean, other than that, I mean, there's just so many side quests too in the game. I still don't think I completed all the side quests in Fallout 4.
0: Which that sounds like a lot of like um, what they do in Skyrim and things like that, where they have a lot of side quests that you can kind of diverge a lot. So it, is that kind of similar to that?
1: It's exactly the same, just a different
0: you know, world setting basically, right, yeah, okay. setting
1: world. It's, it's exactly. And that's what I love about it too.
0: Yeah. Cause I love Skyrim and I never really got into the fallout series. So it seems like a series that I might like kind of like how you first got into it.
1: Yeah. I definitely would recommend it to anybody, especially if you like survival games. Although I won't say that fallout is the key to a survival game. It, to me, it's more of a RPG type game. Instead of, um but Fallout 76 now is definitely adding in. I feel like there's a lot more survival aspect to it now than it was with Fallout 4. I mean, although Fallout 4 later added a survival mode, and that was hardcore.
0: Yeah, which actually, I was just going to ask you about that. You know, what do you think is different about Fallout 76 than the previous ones? You mentioned the survival aspects a little bit more. I know there's now multiplayer for the first time, I believe, correct? Oh, man, it brings such a smile to my face. I mean, for years of playing, I mean,
1: back in Elder Scrolls, I remember saying, man, I wish this game allowed multiplayer. And then they came out with Elder Scrolls Online, which I played for like a year and a half nonstop playing that every day. And then, um, and then when Fallout 4, Fallout 3 and 4, I was like, man, I wish they'd add multiplayer. And then finally, this is what they're doing with Fallout 76 is adding the multiplayer. And I'm having a lot of fun playing with my friends in Fallout 76 right now. We are just... I feel like we're going around and, you know, if we die, someone could try to rescue you, or just the fact that we're, like, you know, um, focusing on the same creatures together and doing the fight together is just much more fun.
0: Now, you mentioned going around with your friends. Like, can you actually kill your own friends in the game as well? I, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> <So> <laughs> I... did. like...
1: To be honest, I haven't actually tried, because I would hate to do that, or I would hate to accidentally kill one of them. Right. So, um, so far, they've been lucky not to die. I mean, I am blowing up, if you watch my videos, one of the fun things I like to do is blow up cars. So, they have they have screamed when I've blown up a car right next to them, but the, I didn't really find <laughs> out if they took damage from it or not.
0: Yeah, because I know there's some people out there that definitely love to troll their friends. They're probably going to be like, oh yeah, I could troll my friend and just kill him, you know, so...
1: Yeah, I mean, if we have downtime where we're fooling around, that might be something. But I think when you're teamed up, I want to say there is no damage done to friends. People outside your team, though, you can try to start attacking them, and then they could either um go along with it and fight with you. So it basically has to be an agreement between both parties. If they shoot back at you, then it's open game to whoever kills whoever. But if they don't and you kill them, then I believe you're labeled as a murderer. Now, I haven't really tried it much. I've hunted murderers that like the people who've killed other players, but I
0: haven't really tried to become one myself. See, that's interesting, too, because even the short amount of time I got in the game, I looked at the map and there was somebody wanted on my map. So that must mean that they killed somebody without them fighting back.
1: I believe so. But I've I've also heard a rumor that somebody shot somebody like oh, person A initiates the attack and then person B ends up killing them and they were the ones labeled as a murderer so I don't know if it's
0: a buggy system yet so I've just been trying to stay away from it for right now yeah see that's not a good thing so you don't want to have you know you're the one that finished the fight and you, you get blamed for it so that's not good
1: <laughs> exactly that's why it's like until I know that it's been worked out I'm just gonna just leave it
0: be for right now right I would agree with that for sure but in general, does Fallout 76 kind of like live up to what you know from the previous fallouts? Does it kind of, you know, hold the same uh, weight that the other fallouts had for you? So
1: far, yes. I mean, I am really like some of the things I'm really liking about the game is I feel they've, they they the new perk system is incredible for what a multiplayer game is going to be like because in the past you picked your perks you constantly level up level up and then you never could stop leveling up until you maxed out in fallout 4 and in this one though you're going to be like once you hit level 50 that's it for perk um for your skill points but you'll still be able to earn new perk cards and swap things out and around a and you know get your character the way you want but it could take a long a lot of play time to get to that point.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely get into the perk cards a little bit more later because I did explore those a little bit, and it seems pretty interesting. But for someone that's brand new to the franchise, why would you say Fallout 76 is a good title to start with? Like, you know, as opposed to, oh, I'm going to start with Fallout 3, I'm going to start with Fallout 4. You know, why is Fallout 76 something that, like, if you're brand new, this is a good point to jump in? Well, I,
1: if in that case, I would only recommend it to people who are going to be playing with their friends. If you're going to be going solo, I don't know if I would recommend Fallout 76 as the first game you play.
0: That makes sense, too. And I think the friends part is actually really appealing because for someone, you know, like, say even like myself, if I was going to play with you, you know, which obviously we can't, we'll get to that. But if I was going to, then that would be a great opportunity for me to learn the game more, you know what I mean? Right. Yes. So I think that is a good option there, but unfortunately, like I was alluding to there, there is no crossplay, so that does kind of put a hamper on things.
1: Correct. Yeah. No crossplay, sadly, but that you know, This is their first attempt at doing a multiplayer game for Fallout. So, and one of the sad things is is that they're using the same engine. And, but that has some issues to it on its own.
0: Yeah. I mean, I hope in the future they allow crossplay somehow if that's able to be done, like after the game's already made, but I'm not sure if that's able to be done after it's already made. So we'll, we'll see. Right. But it would be nice because, I mean, a lot of my friends do play on PC, like yourself, and, I have to find, you know, civically Xbox friends to play with, which I have some, but there's not a lot of people that play civically on Xbox, so it does make it hard for me.
1: Well, I did give out about five keys so far, so
0: um <laughs> that means there's at least five people that I know that have it. <laughs> that's true, that's true, and I know K-Sizzle's <laughs> one of those, so I can play with K-Sizzle, I guess, so. Yep. <laughs> but... um In terms of other survival games real quick, what would you say is, you know, kind of Fallout's sticking point? Like, what makes Fallout different than, say, a Seven Days to Die, a State of Decay 2, like, a Scum? What is different about Fallout that kind of makes Fallout unique to those other survival games?
1: Well, this might not hold true for Fallout 76, as I haven't been able to experience the the questing much. But for me, the thing I love about Fallout, like, and I've already touched on it a bit, is, like, I love the story. In the pre, like Fallout 3 and Fallout 4, the way that I could just pretty much do what I want and find all these different side quests. I love quests in game and I love the to try and complete all the quests. So that's for me, that for me, that's what I like. But they also have where they have so many different weapons. You can upgrade the weapons in, and this is also in Fallout 76. You can upgrade your weapons to all different, these different mods and your armor as well. It's just like you can really make the character that you want along with the perks and your stats and then you just basically become whatever you want in that game.
0: And that's something that really appeals to me personally because like even in State of Decay, for example, I really love, you know, building a character the way I want them to be. I love, you know, putting certain skills on a character and having that character customize my play style. Like You know, if you're someone that really likes a lot of strength, then it's nice to be able to customize it to that. Or if you're someone that likes a lot of stealth play, it's nice to you know customize a character to be more stealthy. Yes, and I I do love how they have that in there. So I'm definitely excited to you know explore that a little bit more and see what that system is like.
1: Okay, yeah, it's I I, that's one of the things that keeps bringing me back to it. But you
0: did mention the quests a little bit. Um, going back to Skyrim, for example, does it kind of have the same you know level of quest as that, like? To take an example out of Skyrim, the Civil War quest in Skyrim, does not have big level quests like that that are like oh, big story yes. quests?
1: Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, um, like there in in Fallout, like if you played Fallout 4, they had a very big faction type quest and it was kind of like a sort sort of like the Civil War type thing as well where um you know there's so many different things going on in the world where and you could join these quests at any time you want and join in and side either with one side and then start over and go side in with the other side just to see what it's like
0: and that's really cool too and i hope you know 76 has some of those big level things as well i haven't really played it a lot yet but i hope it does
1: yeah me too but the problem with um the difference with fallout 76 is that you know they aren't going to have a like human type NPCs. All their NPCs are going to be either robots, terminals, or recordings left for you by other people. So the only people in the game will be the other player.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you said that too, because I was um, watching some YouTube videos on this game to kind of, you know, get a feel for it. And someone made the comment that because of that, it seems kind of dead in the world. Do you kind of feel that way a little bit? I do not. I
1: mean, I've, I've also seen those and I find it funny because yeah okay so there's no human people in the world but there there there's still I we have yet to clear our quest list. It's like we we're still working on the main quest line and there's just constantly quests and I'm at level 24 now almost level 25 with my character and I I have yet to be come anywhere near clearing my quest log. So I've got quests all over the place still to go and I have barely I would say so far, maybe I've ex- like explored
0: maybe twenty to twenty five percent of the the map so far. So you still have a lot of map left over, then, so that's good. <laughs> oh yeah. And do you kind of run into people often? Would you say, or was it you know a little bit more sparse when you run into people?
1: Um. Well, thankfully, there's only twenty four people per map, so I think the only way you're really going to run into people is if we're all working on the same quest together or uh, there's some there are events where both of like in those events show up on the map so like everybody knows about them so they could potentially go there but otherwise the only way you're going to run into people is if they're looking for you for some
0: malicious reason which that's never fun in my opinion but
1: <laughs> but to be honest i have to say the pvp in the game you know people were so worried about it but i really don't see it I have yet okay we ran into one person on our second day that attacked us so we attacked back and it was just a back and forth battle until they finally left it cuz we weren't going to give up so they were killing us we were killing them and it was just back and forth and they finally left the server moved to a different server so and the be and even though I died a few times the only thing I lost was a few pieces of scrap it wasn't anything really bad and like when you die though I think um I didn't notice it but I know that if I do die to an NPC mob, you lose some of your caps, which is your the credit system in Fallout. But it wasn't anything that really set me back or hurt me in any way. It was more like um just an extra little thing in the game that might add some entertainment. But, you know,
0: but it wasn't really that bad. And by NPC mob, do you mean like the little uh, critters and rats that run around the game? Correct. Yep
1: or there's robots running around the game that might attack you there's the super mutants and but mostly at the low levels you're only going to see the you know the wildlife like the mutated rats um the mutated foxes the rad roaches things like that
0: i actually saw a two-headed cow in one video too that was kind of interesting yeah luckily they don't attack you that's nice at least they just try to move out of the way (laughs) <laughs> no, that, that's definitely interesting to have, you know, things in there that don't attack you too, which I think I saw like the Protectron that like is kind of neutral. So that's kind of cool that they have some neutral things as well.
1: Yes. Um, and But the neutral things are normally things that are either the traders that will where you can buy and sell or they're the quest giver.
0: That's good, though. I'm glad they have it in there. And it's definitely nice that the PvP isn't, you know, as deterrent as some people thought it was going to be. Because when I was first hearing about this game, that's all I really heard is that everyone was scared about like, oh, people are going to be griefing me so much. You know, I'm always going to get attacked. Like, that's what people were worried about so much. So it's nice to hear from you that, you know, it's not as bad as it actually was advertised to be.
1: Yeah, so far, I haven't seen any issues with it. So if they end up, if, if in the higher
0: levels it becomes an issue, I'll definitely let everybody know. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> But kind of my personal impressions, I mean, you know, I'm someone that's not, it's pretty much new to the series. I didn't get a lot of playtime in today, but I played some of the betas today and basically all my playtime, I was just exploring the vault because I wanted to take in everything in the vault because I'm new to it all. So I wanted to take in all the lore and everything. And it was definitely cool and definitely very interesting to me. And I love how they have it set up where like you're going through the vault and then you pick up things at different tables and basically they explain it to you at the different tables. That way you kind of learn the lore as you're going through. So it's kind of a tutorial that's, you know, really set up well, in my opinion, because a lot of tutorials, it'll just be like, here, read this screen. In this one, it's kind of, you know, you're actually exploring the vault as you explore. It kind of explains things to you. So I definitely like that.
1: Yeah, they did a really good job. And I even call it the mini tutorial for the game uh, that helps you get out of the vault. And at the same time, they're telling you what to pick up and what it's going to do for you.
0: Right. And I definitely like that because they're talking about, I forget the name of it. It's like a, a rad pack or something that like takes away radiation or something. Yep. I can't remember the name bit, but yeah,
1: that's pretty, it's um the, yeah, I believe it is the rad pack. Um, I'm trying to remember the exact name. Close it,
0: enough, but, right? Yeah, it's close. <laughs> but I actually interacted with some of the terminals too. And it was kind of interesting to do that because like when you're starting out in your bedroom and you interact that first terminal, there's a little mini game you can play on there too. And I thought it was cool that they had like little mini games in there because obviously in the lore perspective, these people will be, you know, sitting in all these rooms. They probably want a little mini game to play anyway. So that's kind of cool that they have that. Yeah,
1: they definitely do. (laughs) Um, and they're in fallout four. I think there was at least five different mini games you could
0: play. That's cool. So hopefully there's more in the future. Yep, and then exploring the vault, I think you could just rush through the vault to exit it. But I'm the type of player that I wanted to explore a little more, so I explored it a little more and kind of like a little bit. It's not that hidden, but it was a little bit off in the hidden area, like the overseer's vault. And you kind of got to uh, experience their terminal. And I won't spoil the story for anyone, but like it does have some clues in there that kind of explain, you know, what the overseer is and a little bit about their story too, which I thought was really cool.
1: Yep. Um. They. They. All the terminals that you find out, um, throughout the world will give you a little bit of background on the characters in that location or who were there. And sometimes they send messages back and forth. Sometimes it's like a diary. So you're reading about what happened to that person. Sometimes just a notice, like at a police department, like a notice, like, uh, beware of this criminal, but it was happened so many years ago because, you know, now you're, you're, you're now you're in the future so
0: right that makes sense and i definitely appreciate that and then at kind of the end of the vault like that's when you kind of have these skills introduced to you and i really like that because uh i was still waiting for my game to download and i was watching uh, sizzle stream and he was going through some of them and i like looking at those skills and seeing okay you know you have this different skill that does this this different skill that does this and then there's actually perk cards a little bit too and these kind of affected differently. It seems like so. I'm totally new to this whole system. And it seems like wait from you said this is a new system to Fallout in general. Is that true?
1: Well, it's not really a new system because Fallout's always been notorious for having a stat. If they call it their special, because each like letter in that acronym stands for strength, perception endurance, charisma, intelligence, agility, and luck. And as you become a player, Ah, you memorize them because you've played it so much as, like, I have. So it's just a common thing. And then the perks are basically, like, skills, so you have your stats that are your ability scores, like because I'm also a, a role play a D and D player. So that's that, and the perks are pretty much your feats and your skills.
0: No, it definitely seems interesting to me, and I'm glad you pointed that out because I would have never, you know, known that actually spells out special, and that's kind of why they call it a special. So that is yeah. cool that they actually made it intuitive like that.
1: Yes, <laughs> I always get a kick out of it myself. <laughs> So I, I l- basically love to say, I, we're just going to go with the special. And sometimes people don't know, sometimes they do, you know. And then otherwise, I'll just say, it's your stats, basically. So Right,
0: right. But some of those stats, I did write down all the stats. I didn't get a chance to, you know, learn them that well, obviously. But um, intelligence, strength, charisma, endurance, luck, agility, and perception. And I was kind of trying to see, you know, if I was to play this game, like, full time, what would I kind of... P- make my character as i was kind of like looking into them already okay you know which one's more my play style so i think they offer a lot of variety in those um do you kind of have a favorite with those
1: um well to be honest you know in the past i was always more into the intelligence line of things because i like to do well intelligence perception because i liked being able to unlock All doors, so with pick-lock skills, that's perception. And then intelligence, I like to hack into the computer, so that's intelligence. And those would be probably my primary two in Fallout 4 and Fallout 3. But now in Fallout 76, um, you know, in Fallout 4, you could maximize everything at some point if you kept playing long enough. In Fallout 76, though, from what I hear, there's going to be no um, respecking. So pretty much whatever you put your points into for that particular character, it's final. So you're going to have to plan it out a little bit more. And I actually even have a web page that I found on Reddit that basically someone's already built a planner for you so you can start to plan out everything. So I've already planned out everything up to level 50.
0: Oh, wow. That's definitely a lot of planning already then. so <laughs> Yeah, so good. for right now for
1: Fallout 76, though, I would say – um me and um screw loose, we we're going up to nine in charisma right from the start because charisma is the team um attribute. So it's that's the one that's going to allow you to help out your teammates more. And one of the great things about charisma, um, it allows you to share one of your perks with your team. So everybody in your team can benefit from that one perk, but Every three points in charisma allows you to um, share one rank of a perk. So if I had something that gave me better, like, for example, that allowed me to share my experience boost with, cause another thing with charisma is it allows you to um, gain some, a perk called inspiration, which allows you to give five or gain 5% of your experience faster when you're doing quests in um fighting creatures in the game as well. So and then if the second level that perk is ten percent and then the third level, final level of that perk is fifteen percent. If I got nine in charisma, I can then share that perk with the whole team so they're all gaining that benefit.
0: Yeah, it definitely sounds interesting how they have the system built and the charisma one you were just talking about, that is something I actually looked into and like something that I might actually play because I like to play a lot of team style games and i think i might like something like that so i was kind of you know wavering between that maybe intelligence to go for um i did think about perception a little bit like you said so those are kind of the three that i was looking at and I didn't really make my choice because um, the beta was closing. So I'm like, well, I'll just make my choice on Thursday. But um, those are kind of the three that I was making my choice between. But I, I think a lot of these, you know, people kind of get the general idea of what the skill would do, except for one. Um, do you want to tell people a little bit about what, what luck would do? Because I think people would under, you know, think, what, what does luck do? Like, they wouldn't really understand that one.
1: I'm the worst person to ask about luck because I refuse to put a single point in it.
0: <laughs> okay got now you.
1: in in fallout 4 i'll admit i did use it because it was beneficial in allowing me to gain like when you loot something it'll give you sometimes better loot it'll give you more um caps so and it'll give you more ammo and stuff like that but and it also might help you when getting a critical hit on a target it might help you with getting some outside assistance there's something called like the mystery helper i can't remember his name right now and um And there's a lot of extra things that seem cool, but in the long term of the game, like if I'm going to play, I plan to play this game for a very long time. So in that respect, I mean, I feel that I will eventually gain all that stuff I could gain. And I don't know, I think I'm a pretty good shooter. So I'm not too worried about luck helping me in that way. Yeah, I
0: mean, if it does help with shooting, that might be something I want a little bit more because I do play an Xbox. So it would help to have the extra shooting help. But then again, since it's not crossplay, it's gonna be even playing field for me. So that, that is nice that it's gonna be even playing field at least. True. Yeah. Because I won't have to go up against PC players that are gonna be able to shoot a lot better than I will.
1: <laughs> well, you know. They say that.
0: Well, uh, <laughs> the shooting definitely is better on PC. I will definitely say that. <laughs> okay, and I agree. But but you know, I don't wanna I don't wanna brag about it, but you know.
1: Teach <laughs> your own. <laughs>
0: yes. But um, the point cards, do you want to explain this a little bit more? Because I didn't really understand them a lot. I know you only start with one for each thing. And basically, you can earn more. And then there's like perk packs. So how does that work exactly? Actually, you don't start with one in each thing. Um, I did not start
1: with one in luck at all. And I still do not have a luck perk card. But um, And I'm level 24. So my randomness has been very off so far. I don't know what happened. But I don't mind because... um. I I just, I really don't, for me in this, I'm just not seeing a point with that one, like I said, but, um, the perk cards, let me focus on that. So, um, you start off with a certain number of perk cards, um, they, I think they have a list of the free ones that you automatically get, and then you could use them to put into your, um, into this, the tributes you have, your specials, and, but, like, you could only do a rank one in for, if you have a special at a special at 1 then you can only put a rank 1 card into that if you level that perk then you can either put in two separate perk cards that are rank 1 or you can upgrade one of your perk cards and make it out a rank 2 and then you can put that in there instead and as you build up so for example i've got right now a charisma of 9 so i have a perk i have a perk card of inspiration 3 so it's a rank 3 i have a bodyguard's 3 and I have Hard Bargain 1 and Magnetic Personality 2. So, um, that means I've leveled up some of those cards, but the Hard Bargain 1 is only a rank 1 card.
0: And, but that all adds up to 9. And then basically your experience points, you put them on these cards to level your cards up? Is that how they level up?
1: Uh, no, the experience points is strictly for your leveling. Um, when you, when you try to, what happens is when you pick another card and you, like, for example, when I picked Bodyguards, when I picked, the rank two card for that it allowed me to combine them so it gives you the option but once you combine them that's permanent so then the only way if i ever wanted to use a bodyguards one would be to hopefully get another bodyguards card later on
0: okay so it's basically taking your doubles and making them stronger essentially right correct but okay uh, but a two and
1: a one combined together to make a three you don't need two twos because I just want to answer
0: that because somebody asked me that question on my stream once, and I wanted to make sure that's understood. That makes sense then. So if if you're picking charisma, like you said, you know you have uh, charisma level nine or whatever, can you also use a card in intelligence at the same time, or is it only charisma cards you can use? Um, you can basically use enough cards
1: that fill up whatever you have in your specials. So uh, right now I've got. I've got three cards that equal, like, up to, like, I think I have a five, no, I have a six in strength, so I've got cards equal six in strength, I've got a perception of six, so I've got cards equal six, and so on and so forth, so you can have as many cards as you can, um, that you have, as long as they don't go, as long as they don't go over your, your specials.
0: Okay, that makes sense then, so like, if I have a luck of level two, then I can't be able to put a lot of luck cards in there, correct? I missed that part. If I had like a luck level two, for example, then I couldn't put a lot of cards in there, right? Well, correct. You could only either have two ones or one two. Okay, that makes sense then. So that is nice how that system works, actually. I definitely like how that system works. So that's definitely um, something I'm going to be intrigued to check out more.
1: Yeah, I'm really so far. I think they did a brilliant job on it. And it's funny because charisma in the past was basically how you interacted with the NPCs. And the now that they've now that this doesn't really have NPCs or that type of interaction anymore, they've made it so that it actually is the stat that helps you and your team. And I really think it's a good idea that they did that. And I like it a lot.
0: Yeah, I definitely think it's a stat that I would probably go for a lot if I you know had some people to play with because this is definitely something that I like to play, you know, a team style play like that. Yep. But the perk packs themselves, how do you get those? So like um you know the perk packs that give you the certain perks, how do you get those?
1: So I was told that you gain you gain them every two levels up to level ten. And then from that point on, you gain them every five levels. So I'm wonder, I'm, I didn't look into it too much yet, but I think, um, it might start with level two being the first, like, so at level three, you'd probably get your first pack, then five, seven, and nine. And then I think from that point on, it's every five. I'm not sure though on that. Um, because I, I say that because I didn't pay attention to it till today. And at level 24, I got my last, my the last pack I got was at level 24.
0: That's cool, then. And does it seem like when you level up, um, the perk packs get better, or is it kind of still random? Well, you know, I think it's still random, because I ended okay. up getting one that I, did,
1: that I already had, and I didn't care, and I can't even upgrade with it, because it's already at max. So I got one of those Say One of the cool things, though, that when you level up... um, So some perk cards you only are able to unlock when you reach a certain level, and I think it's... Um, you know, it's kind of cool that when you hit that level, you basically get a choice of one perk from whatever you're allowed to pick. So I've now started making sure I only pick the ones that I just unlocked so that I definitely get that one. But now sometimes you might unlock, um, four different perk cards from four different specials. So you're only going to get to pick one of those at that level. So, you know, it, it, it can be a balance game, but make sure you also, when you're, picking the first perk card from your level that you pick one that is definitely something you want um across all your perks don't just pick the first one you see take a look at
0: all of them and they will show you on the perk cards what level they became available oh trust me i'm definitely someone that would look at all them i'd look at all them and i would probably spend like a half hour looking at them before i picked
1: (laughs) yeah i highly recommend it (laughs) And um like I said though I do have a a web link I'll I'll pass on to you as well that'll help you start planning
0: your advance. Definitely I appreciate that. That's you know something definitely something that'll be useful to me. But um you did mention the quest a little bit earlier. Do you want to um briefly mention without like spoiling any quests, you know? um the, some of the early quests are they still uh fun for you know early on adventures Uh i think so i mean i've been enjoying them and i've actually i i gotta admit though
1: i'm more of a fast clicker where when i go to a quest i click quickly pass through it because i want to get to the action but sometimes i do slow down and actually listen to the quest because something happens that i'm like it gives me a laugh because there so far there's been lots of humor in the main quest line that I've been enjoying. So that I do slow down for. But all the side quests, is like, okay, I need my XP. I need my XP. I'm trying to get level. So, because <laughs> especially, and I think I'm doing that more right now because there's limited time in the beta then. But when the game comes out, I'll slow down a lot more.
0: Yeah, it definitely seems like there's a lot of points to, you know, go and explore as much as you want because someone like myself that loves to explore every little thing, I could probably spend, you know, like an hour just doing one little part of a question. For
1: sure. I mean, today we, we barely made any progress today. I think we like um, made it through one major part of the main quest line. And that was only in two hours because, you know, there's running around, but thankfully they do have fast travel in the game that allows you to get to places quicker, but you have to unlock things that are nearby that location you want to go. So it's and then the great thing about the main quest line
0: is it's helping you unlock more and more of the map. That makes sense. And I, I definitely um, like how they styled that, too, because I think there's a lot of, you know, cool places to check out and then it would make it easier to fast job with them. I actually saw one video on a place called Uncanny Caverns. I don't know if you've checked that place out yet, but it seems like a cool place to check out.
1: The No, that one I don't know about.
0: Yeah, so I, I saw a video on it. It seems like a cool place to check out. So, you know, maybe okay. I'll check that out soon. <laughs> yeah. As long
1: as it's along the main quest line, I'll definitely check it out. Right now, that's all I'm focused on because right. um, it seems to have the best rewards in the main quest line. Like XP is really good, um, and there's just lots of stuff to it. And yeah, and plus, if you're doing it with a group, which I'm doing right now, it it's basically doubling my XP game.
0: That makes sense. But I mean, I definitely would like to play with a group. Just I don't know if I'd always have time because I have like weird play time, So I probably have to play a lot of solo. So right. hopefully, you know, it's going to work out for me solo. But
1: <laughs> Hopefully. There's also um, another good thing about the charisma one that if you're not in a group, you can also switch over to the Soul survivor perk instead. And that one actually gives you more benefits when you're playing by yourself that's actually good that they included something like that i I like that well that's actually one that was back in fallout 4 so it's actually i think that's like one of the few that from the charisma line that actually they crossed over crossed over right so this is so this way they want to appeal to the people that play by you know play alone and then also um help out the people who play in groups.
0: yeah i definitely like both styles just the, the play times I have, it seems like not a lot of people can play when I usually have time to play. So it, it is unfortunate, but it is what it is. So. <laughs> but um, do you want to touch on the crafting and building quickly? You know, like how that, um, you know, briefly how that works or how that is and, you know, kind of your impressions of it?
1: Well, the, the cra- the, well, the base building is, I haven't really gone into it much, but it looks like it's exactly like Fallout 4 so far. You basically can put down foundation, walls, ceilings, so you can completely seal off a base. You could lock your door so only your teammates can get into it and open the doors. You can set up turrets so that it fights against the creatures that are outside trying to get in. You can, you know, if you want to, you just get rid of all those materials, and then you start over and can build something different. And that's just your your private base that you take around with you. And one of the cool things about that is you can also, if your base is already built in one location, you can go ahead and, with the cost of some caps you can move it to another location if it lets you do it in that location cuz sometimes you know if if the ground is has a lot of trees or a lot of rocks something like that it's probably going to be hard to put down the same exact base there but the cool thing is once you've moved the the base builder um item it's like a little um I don't know it's something that it's
0: just like the camp thing
1: yeah the camp that's what it's called the camp okay. so that device once you put that down you can then like go into your recent and you're able to just exactly place everything you've already built at your other base. So it's kind of cool that way, or you can just start over, so it's up to you. And then there's also um different settlements around the map that you can go, and you can defeat all the creatures there, and then take over the settlement and do building there as well, but it looks like that one, is, that one is where other players can come and try to take it over from you, so that adds a little fun element to it as well. So anybody can come and take it over and that seems to be full time. So if you leave and
0: then somebody else sees it, they can take it over from you. So basically your camp, someone can't take over, but a settlement, someone can. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. So your camp always stays with you. That's protected kind of? well i don't know yet no one's attacked our camp right that's true so, so it's, I, I it's guess hard to find out but. yeah
1: it's hard to tell i guess we're gonna have to try that out <laughs> you know because we do have two <laughs> right. separate we have a lot of people right now on the pc so we've got enough for two separate groups and we haven't really tried out all that stuff because i've just been trying to level up so i can get because i have a full set of um level 25 power armor and i'm almost there
0: so next uh stream i'll be able to get my power armor running Awesome. Hopefully I can check that one out then. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool, but um, it, it definitely seems like the crafting and building is something that I would enjoy. And it seems like from what you are saying, it has a lot of options for like the base building. Like, um, I'm not sure if you can do this even, but can you like go underground with your base at all? Or is that not possible? Not possible. Okay. But still, it sounds like it's a lot of fun um, doing that.
1: Yep. It, I mean, I'm getting a, I'm getting a really fun kick out of it. Um, like I haven't done as much with it yet. But I will once I for me, I, I think I'll hit the base building a lot when I hit level 50 and I'll get into building a really big base then.
0: Now, one of the questions I'll ask you actually is, can you store stuff in your base? Like, can you like put a chest down and like store extra items in there, or is that not possible either?
1: Well, right now they have something called a stash box and right. that basically works everywhere. So if you find a stash box at the, the first camp, you come out of the, the vault. Um, there's going to be one that you'll find at the, the first camp outside, and that one basically will be the same that you put everywhere else. So, yes, you can put a stash box at your base, but it's not like they're separate containers, and there is a max weight of 500 right now on that. Or, no, I, th- I think it's 400 weight.
0: Okay, and I assume somebody could steal from that if they came and found it, No, right? the stash oh, box okay. is
1: purely yours, and nobody else That's can nice get to it. So, you That's can nice.
0: basically just put your stash box out in the open...
1: Um, At your little camp and then have no walls or anything and everybody gets to use it, but they're only accessing their own stuff. That's
0: kind of cool, actually. It kind of works like a state of the case supply
1: locker that it sounds like. Pretty much, yeah. And to be honest, um, um, everyone's been doing, like, we've basically been putting bases all over the place with my group. And since we're friends, we can all actually, it doesn't even matter if you're friends. If you find anybody's stash box, you can access your own, um, gear that you have stored.
0: Nice. I, I definitely like that they did it that way. It seems like it's very team based. I definitely
1: like things that are like that. Yeah. I just wish they would raise the cap a little bit. 400 for somebody who likes
0: to hoard everything is a little bit light for me. <laughs> that is true. That's true. <laughs> But, um, briefly touching on, um, some of the enemies in the game, there's obviously you can have some PVP, you can fight some, uh, robots or mutated animals. Are there any things that like for the higher levels you found that are like, you know, super difficult creatures? Uh, well so far, I mean, these are actually in Fallout 4, but they're so far the hardest thing we fought
1: was a, uh, a glowing creature and it. It was pretty bad. I mean I was I came very close to dying multiple times. I was constantly having to use stim packs and eventually I had to jump off and try to escape because I was taking the blunt of the damage and then we finally got the kill though. But it was it was definitely a tough it was um and I'm trying to get try not to mix things up with uh with uh fallout here. I was about to say I'm I mean with uh State of the because I was almost about to call it a feral. But it was <laughs> right. it's one of the mutated uh people and I can't think of the name now. Well, the I'll Feral have Ghouls, to, that's it. The Feral, uh, feral Ghouls. Ghoul. Yeah, that's so why feral. Feral. So, yeah. yeah, so it
0: is Yeah, so there we go, okay. <laughs> See, you weren't too far off. Yeah. <laughs> I'll definitely have to check those out if I get to higher levels then.
1: Yeah, the the regular, there are going to be Feral Ghouls all the way going up, and they're all different levels, so you'll be fighting them all the way. But when you get to the glowing ones, they're pretty tough. I mean, we I think it was a level 35, and all of us were like 20 to 23, so it was a pretty rough fight. But we well, we were still able to take out that creature, so it wasn't you know, it's still possible.
0: No, I definitely like how, you know, you can fight things that are more to your level when you get higher. So that is nice that it has a leveling system like that. Yes. But um that's kind of, you know, all the I think bare bones basics, unless you have something else we didn't cover that's part of the basics. Um the only thing I can think of is
1: that there will be legendary Creatures in the game as well and they will tend to drop either legendary weapons or armor this stuff can only be used by you and i think you well actually i take the back you can actually drop it and or trade it to other players if you want to um, get rid of it but you cannot um basically scavenge it or recycle it into your own uh scrap is what it's basically doing so if you go to scrap things you because it's a special item, it will not allow you to scrap those. You either have to give them away, and you also it doesn't seem you can sell them either. So they're great because they're you tend to be really a really beneficial type of equipment. But once you've used it in your your higher level,
0: once you go up in levels, it basically is going to serve no purpose. So you might as well just get rid of it. That's interesting though, because um, having the legendary items and stuff like that—that's something that seems like it be sought out after. So. You know, it seems like it might be something that, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but this could be like a way that they actually incorporate events where you team up with other players in the world. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm, it's definitely, because there are events already in the world. It's just that I haven't seen any that are like high level yet so maybe but with the fact that they have the events in the world i think they're going to add a lot of opportunity for adding things that you could consider like a raid or something in it so it's kind of right yeah because i could see them
0: having like okay you know there's a legendary creature in this area you know team up with other people and take them out or something yes yeah so i'm excited for that too and also one more thing too there the with the survival
1: aspect there is food drink radiation Uh, there, so there's a lot of, there's also diseases you can catch. So there's a lot of different stuff. And whenever you see medical boxes on the wall or something like that, or on the floor, whatever, loot them, get all the things that you're going to need everything for health base, like the Radaway, the Rad X, uh, the cure disease and all the different types of food. But the only problem I'm having is that all that stuff, I have too much of it right now and it's taking up most of my, uh, my weight capacity. Well, it's better to have it than not have it though. I'd say so. Oh yeah, I
0: agree. That's why,
1: that's why I'm not getting rid of it.
0: Right. <laughs> no, but I, I think that's all um, good information. I think we covered a lot of the basics. I did have a couple of closing questions for you. I think we already answered some of these a little bit, but um, for example, I've heard a lot of, you know, issues and bugs people have been having. And to me, when I hear this kind of thing, I always take it with a grain of salt because to me, bugs don't really bother me that much because every game has bugs. You know, they're going to work on the bugs, they're going to fix them. But in your opinion, do any of these bugs make it unplayable? Nope. Um, I've run into a few bugs. Um, my groupmates
1: have run into a few bugs. We usually just log off, log back in, and we're fine. And we're liking the game. So we're not about to complain about the bugs. Now, the only thing that I really would complain about would be that I wish. They supported more uh, monitors because right now I'm running a a 35 inch widescreen monitor and I'm having to play at a lower resolution just to make it work with my streaming. So that's my only downside, my only like
0: really big issue with the game right now. But in the grand scheme of things, I mean, that's not that bad compared to some things that could happen. So it's
1: not going to stop me from playing the game and loving it. And plus, I got the power armor edition of the game. So I'm going to be wearing my power he- armor helmet. Yes, yeah, so you're on telling me. the night. <laughs> yeah, so I can't wait to get my helmet.
0: <laughs> that sounds like it'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping. I'm I'm looking forward to it. So we'll see. But a couple of these questions uh, we can touch on briefly because I think we already answered them. But one of the questions I had was a lot of people were worried about the griefing. So, in your opinion, does it become you know too prevalent where it'll ruin the experience for players? And it sounds like you don't think so. I don't think so. And besides, if
1: someone keeps bothering you. Just log off, log back in. You'll be on a different server, and they won't be able to find you unless that you add them as a friend. But then, if they do find you because of that,
0: that's your fault, right? That's true. And it sounds like from what you're saying too, is it's not like you can lose a lot of stuff if somebody keeps killing you. Nah, I mean, so far I haven't seen anything major laws. I mean,
1: once uh, the one time when someone did kill me, I went back to my my little bag on the ground because when you die, that you drop a bag. And all it had was, like, two pieces of scrap in it, and that was it. I was
0: like, okay. (laughs) That's a feather. (laughs) And, you know, having it be multiplayer for anyone that is used to the single-player Fallout, do you think it would hurt the experience for them at all? Like, if someone's, you know, very into the single-player, and they don't like a lot of multiplayer, do you think it hurts the experience? No, because one another thing is, it
1: seems to be loot is all yours on like when you're playing so multiple people can loot the same item now sometimes i have noticed i was like i had a container open and i saw items disappearing um but i think i i think what it may may have been was quest items so each like if you are in a group so this shouldn't happen when you're not in a group if you're solo this shouldn't happen but when i was in a group um we were all supposed to loot a special container that had a quest item in it and I saw those quest items disappearing for each of the people that were looting it. So I think that's why that happened and I from otherwise I think everybody has their own loot um, in the world so it shouldn't affect them and like I said if you're having a lot of people around you at the same time just log off, log back in and You'll just deal with a bunch of other people instead.
0: And that's absolutely the best way to do it, too, because I hate games that, you know, like if we're both on a team and you go get the loot first, you can basically steal from me because that kind of, you know, deters you from playing as a team. So I really hate games that do that. So it is nice that they have it that way.
1: Oh, yeah. they. I feel they have really have made it team-friendly to play. I mean, it it so far, it's what I've been
0: waiting for in a Fallout game. So I guess then, you know, my final question for you is... You know, should we leave the vault? Should we uh, be playing this game and buying it? Definitely yes.
1: That's my <laughs> opinion, but I'm also see. I'm a Fallout fanboy, so I it's I. I mean, you know, you have to really try it out or watch some videos and decide. I've already had two viewers tell me thanks and that they hate me because now they had to buy the game. <laughs> so either watch somebody. Or try it out yourself. That's really the only way that you're going to know if you're going to like it or not.
0: And if I buy it too, I'm also going to blame you because you're the one that gave me a code. So. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> I so. love to
1: spread
0: spread it, you know, because I, I want everybody to be addicted to the wasteland. Because you know, you're actually the reason this podcast is even happening. Because if you never gave me a code, I probably never would have bought it never would have tried it. So if I do buy this, you're the reason. So You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. And just remember, you're special. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, but I, I think we covered, you know, all the basics pretty much. And for anyone that's not used to the podcast, um, the first time we cover a game, that's kind of how we do things. You know, we cover the basics of the game. And then if I did more episodes on this, if I ended up doing that, I get into more topics specifically. So for example, I might get into the skill system and talk about the skill system in depth. That might be a future episode, but um, this is kind of just the basics. So but unless you have anything else you know to say about it, um, I think that's you know kind of the basis of this Fallout. No, Same I sense. think that's pretty much it. Leave the vault. <laughs> uh, yes, according to Sarkis, we should leave the vault. You know, I'm kind of um there myself. I think I think I'm a little bit into this, but I think I have to play more on Thursday to figure out you know a little more of my thoughts. So. Um, I'm going to try to stream that on Thursday, like I said, you know, probably like two to four, cause I don't have a lot of time free on Thursday, but I'll try to do a couple hours streaming of it and kind of get my thoughts on it and, you know, see how I feel about it. But it's definitely something that's very intriguing to me. And it's something that I'm definitely um, looking into more now that I've tried it a little bit,
1: Awesome.
0: but, um, just quickly for anyone listening, uh, we do have our next state of the K two episode coming on Saturday as well. So that'll be our next episode. Like I mentioned, I'll try to stream some Fallout seventy six beta on Thursday, and then you know if people want to contact you, Sarkoth, how can they contact you? Well,
1: um, let's see. I've you could either look for Sarkoth Haven on YouTube or Sarkoth on Twitch, and those are probably the best two places. Or you know, I'm also reachable on Discord. I've got a server, but I would have to give you the address on that one. Um, if you if if that was possible, I don't, I don't know if that's what you want to do. No,
0: I'll I'll have all of that in the show notes for sure. I'll have your Discord. I'll have your Twitch, all of that in the show notes. All right.
1: Sounds good. Yep. Um, those are pretty much it. Yeah.
0: And for me, you know, it's kind of the same deal. Um, you can find me on Discord as well. I'll have that in the show notes. You can find my YouTube on there, which will have the podcast. I recently put the podcast in YouTube, so you can find it on there. So that will be in the show notes as well. We recently made a Facebook group as well. So if you want to join that, then there'll be a link in the show notes for you to join that. And then on top of that, if you want to contact me via email, it's theblazeexperience at gmail.com. Twitter and my gamertag is going to be the same thing. It's going to be at blazeexperience, so capital B-L-A-I-S-E, capital X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. And those are kind of the main ways to contact me. If you want to find the podcast, then there's a lot of different directories to do it. You can have iTunes, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Blueberry, Podbean, Stitcher. And basically many other ways. So there's a bunch of ways to find the podcast. So, you know, just search it, the Blaze experience somewhere and you'll probably find it. But we really appreciate any feedback. So any feedback you give is very appreciated. But Sarkoth, thank you for coming on with me. And, you know, thank you for giving the beta code to get me into this. And I really appreciate both of those. You're welcome.
1: I And I'm glad I could help out.
0: And, you know, hopefully I can have you on again sometime. You know, it's definitely fun to talk to you.
1: All right. Great. I'm glad. I had a lot of fun too. And
0: you have a, you take care. Thank you. And for you, the listeners, you know, thank you for listening. We really appreciate you listening. So thank you for listening to the police experience.